This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. A story left over from the last hour has to do with the medical crisis that's confronting us with the opioids and uh, as well intravenous drug use. We know we've got harm reduction sites and so on and so forth. And when the chief medical officer of health in the city is suggesting on compassionate grounds, we ought to look to decriminalizing small amounts of all drugs. I'm thinking to myself, well, uh, that may be a bridge too far. Let's see how it works first with marijuana and uh, if there's any unintended consequences, unforeseen circumstances, so on and so forth. Perhaps we can address it at that time. But there is another health care crisis in the province of Ontario, and I wanted to get to this one. Uh, I was reading with interest an op-ed piece in SunPost Media News by Dr. Colvinder Gill, uh, who co-authored this report. By the way, Dr. Gill is uh, a GTA physician and the president and co-founder of Concerned Ontario Doctors, and the former chair of the OMA District 5 uh, in the GTA, Dufferin, Muskoka, and Simcoe, and left that post, I guess, about a year ago because uh, she was so disenchanted with the way the OMA was misrepresenting or failing to represent the interests of Ontario's doctors who've been without a contract for five years now. And they, I guess, are uh, expecting anticipating uh, that Doug Ford and his government will be different when it comes to the treatment of doctors. So let's find out why they, they point out that the OMA is now the elephant in the healthcare room here in the province. Joining me on the line is Dr. Colvinder Gill. Doctor, good to talk to you again. It's been a while. Yes, it has. Oh, thank you so much for having me, John. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and I'm curious to know, as we've been following this file, as you know, we've talked to you uh, several times in the past about you know, the progress or lack thereof when it came to the doctors and their treatment by the previous government of Kathleen Wynne. But now that Doug Ford's here, you say uh, that's all well and good, but the OMA, the Ontario Medical Association, is the elephant in the healthcare room. What do you mean? Well, um, just to give your um, or your listeners a, a bit of clarity. So Dr. D'Souza and I had actually resigned as uh, chairs of the two largest uh, OMA districts representing approximately 20,000 doctors in the province a year ago oh, this week. And we did it uh, because there was a, a, a immense toxic culture of bullying and, and of intimidation, financial secrecy, um, escalating measures to actually silence dissent. And um, OMA, we saw, was actually collaborating with the government at that time against the interests of frontline doctors and patients. And um, since since we resigned, um, it's been alarming how many more steps OMA has taken against the interests of frontline doctors and patients. And that's what we hoped uh, to do with with our uh, two-piece op-ed uh, that came out yesterday and, and um, today in, in the Toronto Sun was to highlight uh, all of the measures OMA continues to take against the interests of frontline doctors and patients and why it's prudent uh, to, to take a immediate um, uh, independent a forensic review of the OMA by the government. Well, yeah, and just to backtrack, you even cite that the OMA was a proxy for the Liberal government. Yes, yeah, so um, just to, again, give your 
um, a listeners a bit of background. Uh, the Ontario Medical Association is the, ent- the only association in the entire country that has fully mandatory membership dues um, and, and without any choice in, in the actual representation. And that happened because the Ontario government passed the OMA Dues Act back in 91, in, in which they did not allow for any um, um, measures to ensure that there would be actual accountability and there would be transparency. And those are the very issues issues that we're having right now. In the past five years that Ontario's doctors have been without a contract and we've uh, endured over $4 billion um, in, in um, cuts to the frontline patient care that we provide to Ontario's 14 million patients, Ontario's doctors have still been forced to pay um, over $250 million to the Ontario Medical Association, over a, um, a quarter billion dollars to the Ontario Medical Association. And there is a profound lack of financial transparency. All um, means to gain full financial transparency through the OMA had been blocked. In fact, motions that we had tried to bring forward to, to council uh, uh, to actually bring clarity on the finances were blocked from being submitted. And, and, and subsequently, Physicians who, who who continue to try to were met with uh, an, an increasing amount of bullying and intimidation to the point that OMA even reported dozens of its own physicians to the a regulatory college merely for expressing differing opinions, thereby um, actually threatening those physicians' very livelihoods. Now OMA is taking on more dramatic um, uh, uh, measures to ensure that uh, doctors do not continue speaking out um, and and they are um, uh, have already uh, uh, passed one portion of their draconian code of conduct policy and they're planning to now come out with a means of actually um, investigating and and then actually disciplining their mandatory members uh, all right for- let me just stop you there for a second dr. Gill because what I'm sensing from you anyway is is great disenchantment with this so-called representation by the Ontario Medical Association of the doctors. Uh, how prevalent is this disenchantment with the organization? Well, we did a survey of uh, Ontario's physicians um, of, um, oh, just this past year, and over 76% of doctors reported that they do not trust the OMA. 80% reported that they were completely dissatisfied with the OMA. 95% wanted full financial transparency, and 88% wanted the um for the province to undertake a fully independent forensic review. I should also mention that 8% of doctors actually reported being intimidated or bullied by the OMA staff or its or its actual leaders. All right. And so uh, just so we have a sense that this is not uh, strictly an internal squabble, there are ramifications for people in Ontario. Uh Absolutely. So in the past, um, in the past three years alone, there have uh, been five detrimental pieces of healthcare legislation that have been passed by Wynne's government and, and OMA was silent. Uh, or the opposition to those um, pieces of healthcare legislation came from the grassroots. It was actually led by concerned Ontario doctors. And these are, uh, are not minute uh, healthcare pieces of, um, what are they? of bills. So we actually saw the largest overall uh, overhaul of our healthcare system or with Bill 41. So we saw the expansion of our healthcare bureaucracy with the 14 LINs going into a nearly 100 new sub-LINs. We, uh, oh, we saw the loss of patient privacy. We saw government bureaucrats be now being able to dictate 
um, the actual medical standards for the province instead of uh, medical experts. We saw the loss of physicians' conscience rights and the right to privacy, presumption of in, um, innocence, and. All right, so you're also calling you're also calling for the Ford government to conduct a forensic review of the OMA, which is all well and good, but I just wanted to pick up on one point because you know when Doug Ford has talked about finding efficiencies in the system and he's appointed uh, Dr. Ruben Devlin, former CEO of the Humber River Regional Hospital, you cited uh, Bill 41 and the expansion of the wasteful 14 bureaucratic lens into nearly 100 new sub-lens. Uh, do you believe that's an area where there could be a tremendous saving in health resources in the province? Absolutely, absolutely. We have actually been advocating for not only the sub-lens, but the lens to actually be uh, scrapped entirely. Um, numerous Auditor General reports have shown that they're a waste of taxpayer dollars and that they haven't met their mandate. And 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 um, Auditor General um a report show that they cost the taxpayer dollars in um, nearly a hundred million dollars every year, and that's just the lens. We don't still have a price tag on the hundred new sublens that were actually created. And what I should mention is a huge conflict of interest within the OMA. The OMA not only helped to create those lens and sublens, they are actually part of WINS healthcare bureaucracy, so they're employed with them. We have board members, we have the very chair of our audit committee, we have the executive of the family medicine, we have council members that have signed on with lucrative contracts within these sublins over the past year. Um, uh, shortly after motions uh, to make a mandatory or voluntary declaration of all potential conflicts of interest um, actually declared. So uh, first those motions were called out of order and then and then we have OMA leadership uh, taking on um, lucrative contracts within these sublins, actually acting against the interests of patients and and actually acting against past council motions. And then well, we saw- you also cite, I might just add, in your uh, one of your two op-ed pieces in The Sun, their uh, bureaucracy with Bloor Street penthouse offices and an entrenched staff of approximately 300. So, Correct. Dr. Gill, I'm getting the sense that there's a fatwa out on the OMA, uh, I won't say within the ranks, but uh, because you left uh, as, or are you still sort of under the rubric of the uh, OMA, every doctor that's practicing? Every a- doctor has to be a mandatory member because of the OMA Dues Act. So, uh, so, um, so there's a subversive whether, rear guard action taking place. Uh, I guess you'd like to ideally see the OMA reformed or dismantled? Um, patients' interests are not being met. Um, doctors' interests are not being met. Um, the first step is to undertake a fully independent or forensic review to actually get down to the bottom of OMA's undemocratic representation, their censorship, their bullying, their intimidation, where these finances of a quarter billion in just the past five years have gone to then ultimately create an organization that would um, serve the interests of patients and actually um, represent the interests of frontline doctors because currently OMA is actually acting against both. Well, Doug Ford did say during the campaign that uh, he had the interests of, doc- of doctors very much at heart. Uh, are you encouraged by that much and that he would with Dr. Ruben Devlin, take this matter into hand, uh, perhaps your words and that of your uh, like-minded colleagues under advisement and change things for the better? Yeah. Um, Doug Ford did say um, during his campaign that he would value the voices of frontline physicians. So I think it's really important for his government to understand that it it was frontline doctors that Wynn's government vilified and attacked while OMA was silent. It was frontline doctors that um, Wynn's government, her MPPs and 
and the health minister actually refused to meet with while they continued to meet with OMA. It was frontline doctors um, as, um, oh, that WINS government actually um, uh, acted against, and it was frontline doctors that that created a huge uproar against her government's policies. It was never the OMA. So it's important for this government to realize that the OMA does not represent the interests of frontline physicians. In fact, in their recent non-binding vote that they had for a president-elect, only 3.5% of the entire membership voted. And that was a, a protest vote to send a very clear message to the OMA that uh, that there needs to be reforms happening. But rather than um, open up its books, rather than actually take um, 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 all of this to heart, OMA is doing the opposite and, and now are trying to implement quickly a draconian code of uh, a conduct policy to prevent its unethical conduct and its um, and its actions from actually being disclosed um, or to the public. So um, OMA is trying to silence frontline physicians from actually speaking the truth, and every patient should be concerned because this impacts their care. Well, as you've stated, I mean, uh, certainly you're putting out the clarion call here in the OMA, according to you, and uh, again, like-minded colleagues, has precipitated the worst healthcare crisis in our province's history. We'll see if uh, Doug Ford and Dr. Devlin address this going forward and uh, whether the OMA. Dr. Gill, really appreciate you coming on and spelling it out. Thank you so much for having me. Look forward to talking again. Dr. Colvinder Gill, uh, co-author of the two-part op-ed series in The Sun, GTA physician and the former chair of the OMA's District 5, which encompasses the GTA, Dufferin, Muskoka, and Simcoe regions. Concerned Ontario Doctors. She was a founder or co-founder of Concerned Ontario Doctors. So that issue is not going away the doctor is still very much concerned but they're hoping that doug ford will make them whole or remediate the situation